Dear friends, what a beautiful hymn. Isn't that amazing, the pictures that that hymn presents about what Jesus was willing to suffer us? A number of people asked me after the service on Thursday night, well, what's that word propitiation mean? Do you remember from your catechism instruction what it means? Propitiation simply is the word that means the place where God's anger is turned away or satisfied. And of course, the place where that happened was on Calvary's cross in the death of God's one and only Son. Dear friends, whenever you hear about an upcoming wedding in the family or good friends of the family, a couple of questions quickly come to mind. One, will I be invited to that special wedding? And two, if I'm invited, will I have the right kind of clothes to wear? Well, today we're going to hear about the most important wedding banquet to which any one of us could ever be invited, the wedding banquet in heaven. And as we think about that celebration, those two questions come to mind again. One, will I be invited to that wedding banquet in heaven? And two, if I'm invited, will I have the right clothes to wear? In many ways, that's what Jesus is talking about in this parable of the wedding banquet, and he does provide the answers to those questions. Scholars believe that this may have been on Tuesday of Holy Week when Jesus was in the temple area teaching the people in many parables. The time was short Only a few more days and he would be offered up on Calvary's cross as the Lamb of God who would take the sins of the world. And Jesus wanted as many as possible to hear about that good news and to know about the invitation to that wedding banquet. And even though some in the crowd were his enemies who had put him to death, the message is clear. Apart from me, your Savior, there is no way you are going to enter that wedding banquet. Now, down through the centuries, God had extended that invitation to his Old Testament people time and again. But the history clearly shows that even though God had invited his people to that wedding banquet, many of them refused to come. Some of them simply rejected it outright. Oh, there were those, far and few between, who accepted that invitation. Some of them were simply too busy to come. They got so caught up with the affairs of the world and the business in their life, they just didn't have the time. And some of them got so angry when God would keep sending messengers to condemn them for their sins and call them to repentance, which was an invitation in and of itself, they killed and tortured the messengers whom God sent. And yes, God did reject many who rejected him. He brought terrible judgment. And so, what happened then? Well, God in his mercy sent more messengers who extended that invitation even beyond God's Old Testament people. And by the grace of God, many accepted that invitation. We think of here, for example, the wise men. They came to worship the Christ child. We think of the Roman centurion 
whose servant Jesus healed, and whose faith Jesus commended. We think of the, the Ethiopian eunuch from a faraway land who was brought to faith and baptized by Philip the evangelist. You see, when it comes to the invitation to heaven, God wants all people to be saved. And therein lies some comfort for you and me today. You see, God has extended that invitation to you too. God wants you to be at that wedding celebration in heaven above. And it's not a joke. Because sometimes we might wonder, God, God, you really love me? I mean, when we go through setbacks in life, when we lose a loved one, when we continually go through all the struggles that we're going through, we kind of wonder, God, you want me to be in heaven, and I'm not even quite sure that you love me. But it's true. He does love you. He sent Jesus to suffer and to die for you. And then again, there, there may be that hesitation on our, on our part, Pastor, but, but you just don't know what I did. How could God want me? He does want you. It's not a joke. Remember what Paul wrote, one of the messengers of God, while we were still sinners, when we were still enemies of God, Christ died for us. And as I've often said in the past, especially when visiting people for the first time in the hospital, if ever you have any doubts about God, yes, I know God loves the world, but pastor, does he love me? Just remember that beautiful passage in John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And, and, and then you put your name in there. Yes, God does love you. For God so, so loved Dean and Caleb and Greg and Stacy. Put your name in there. God's love is so big to encompass the world, all people, but God's love is so pointed and personal, it's for you. But there's also a warning. That invitation has been extended to you. And we must be careful that we let nothing stand in our way of attending that banquet. You see, sometimes we can get so caught up and busy with the things of our personal life that we might forget about or lose that invitation. That, that's happened to me. Has it happened to you? You get this invitation to some party or, or some special celebration, and you think, wow, and then you put it on the pile of mail, and you haven't looked at that pile for a couple of weeks. Things get, and oh, it's already passed. I missed it. Don't let that happen. And, and, and there are times that, that maybe we might be tempted. God forbid, but, but do you think that you and I would ever refuse to come? May God prevent that from ever happening in our lives. And, and then the other question is, could you and I ever be guilty of, of killing the messengers whom God sends to us with that invitation? And no, I'm not literally talking about murdering them. But sometimes do we become so deaf and we're so tired of hearing the same old thing 
that sometimes we cover our ears to the messengers and then we silence their voices to us just like a voice is silent in the grave. And so every day we need to take to heart the king's messenger, what the king's messenger has said. We urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. So whenever the opportunity comes to hear the word and receive the sacrament, let's come because through the gospel, God offers to us that invitation to the wedding banquet above. Refusing to accept that invitation keeps people from the celebration, but so also does wearing the wrong clothes. Jesus said when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are invited, but few are chosen. Again, we we need to remember the audience. Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts, and among those who were listening were some of his enemies, some of the Pharisees. The Pharisees did not believe in Jesus. And they did not believe in Jesus because they thought they didn't need him. If we're good enough to earn our own way, if we are the sons of Abraham, then why do we need the Savior who has come from Nazareth? They thought that they had the clothes that they needed for heaven by their own life. But apparently, they hadn't listened to the messenger whom God sent and who said this, all our righteous deeds are nothing more than rags in God's eyes. You see, you can't be at the wedding banquet if you think you can be clothed with your own good works Those are rags in God's eyes. And if you want to try to enter the wedding banquet wearing your rags, that'll only earn you a seat next to Satan in hell. So what clothes do we need for heaven? You know the answer. We need everything that Christ is and what Christ has done. You and I need to be clothed in his forgiveness. You and I need to be covered with his righteous and his holy life. And we have those clothes. That's what happened when God brought you to faith. And for many of you, it happened at your baptism. By the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit, God not only extended to you that invitation to the wedding banquet, but by the God-given faith that beats in your heart, you have it and you will be there. Remember what the messenger of God said to the Christians in the Galatian congregations. For all of you who have been baptized into Christ have been clothed in Christ. Now, I don't know if you were ever left off the guest list for a, for a special wedding in the family. You know, couples have to limit that list. They can't invite everyone. And I remember one time my parents were not invited to a cousin's wedding, and I remember that was kind of 
hurtful. And I don't know if you have ever been invited to this big hoity-toity wedding and you, you kind of hesitated because you thought, I, I, I don't know if I have the kind of clothes that they're going to be wearing at that wedding. I, I don't know. But what I do know is this. Through Christ Jesus, God has invited you to the wedding banquet of the Lamb. And again, by the God-given faith that God put in your heart, You have accepted that invitation, and heaven is your home. And I also do know this, that by faith in Jesus, you have the clothes that you need to wear in heaven above, the robe of Christ's righteousness. And so my prayer for you this morning is simply this. My prayer is this.